Welcome to the Church of Philadelphia podcast. Get ready for this message to ignite your faith as the power and love of God is shared through his word. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, y'all know regardless of your age or weight or flexibility, you get to flip like some gymnasts on this morning. So we're going to flip over to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, we're going to land a perfect 10 on chapter number 29. And we're going to start at verse number four. Jeremiah 29, verse number four. Thank God for our illustrious apostle. Thank God for Pastor Katrina, Pastor Terrence and his lovely family, Pastor Ivan and his beautiful family, to my wife and my beautiful babies in Jesus' name, to everyone in their respective places in Jesus' name. We honor you. We thank God for you this morning. So Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number four, here begins the reading of God's word. If you can indulge me, but let's honor God. Please stand for the reading of God's holy word. It says, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Build ye houses and dwell in them and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives and beget sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that ye may be increased there and not be diminished. It says, and seek the peace uh, of the city, whether I have caused you to be carried away captives and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which ye cause to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. For thus saith the Lord, after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place once I've called you to care to be carried away captive because you have said the Lord have raised us up prophets in Babylon. You can be seated in the presence of our living God. I'm going to go back through verses 4, but my focus scriptures are going to be that of verses 10 through 15, but I would just want, for contextual purpose, we read that and then just kind of move through that. But if there was a title that we're dealing with on today, the title that we're talking about is Come to Yourself. Come to Yourself. Amen. And as we're pushing through with our current sermon series, we've been talking about encounter, you know, being able to encounter God through prayer. You know, and the definition for the word encounter is this right here. We define encounter simply as this right here. Wait no Messiah, people, y'all. In Jesus' wonderful name. So encounter is defined as to meet as an adversary or enemy to engage in conflict with definition number two, to come upon face to face or definition number three, to come upon or experience especially unexpected encounter difficulties to meet, especially by chance. And so typically when we're talking about the encounter, we're talking about this coming upon this face to face, right? To meet someone, to, to, to have this meeting that takes place between individuals. And this meeting can actually be one of hostility or it can actually be one of, of a friendly encounter, right? So when we're talking about encounter, we're talking about this meeting of coming face to face with someone. Amen. It could be friendly or it could be that of hostile. Amen. So this is what we're speaking about when we talk about encounter. Encountering God through prayer. Amen. 
And so as we as we look at uh, uh, verse number four, it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away, captives whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. What is taking place now? You know, the people have been led captive to Babylon. They've been um, like Jeremiah has been prophesying all this time. And so the word of the Lord has fulfilled itself and they have been led captive to Babylon. And Jeremiah is actually sending word by way of letter to them that have been carried away, right? And so this is what the word on, on the letters are actually saying. So when it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, this is actually what's been written by Jeremiah in the form of a letter, right? The word of the Lord. And so he says, Build ye houses and dwell in them, plant gardens and eat the, the fruit of them, right? And so when you talk about build these houses, on last week we were talking about our, 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 our uh, title was called Encounter You. And in order to encounter you, you need to encounter God, right? Because when you come into the knowledge of God, God then brings you into the knowledge of who you are, right? Thereby allowing you to encounter the real version of yourself as being the men of God, the woman of God, or the sons of God, all right? So understand, and we talked about when we was talking about in the womb or in the belly, right? Or in the womb, it talks about the person in the water, the person in the water. And so the womb, this person in the water, this womb is acting as a house or the house of covenant. So hence, this is what Jeremiah writes to them. He said, build ye houses and dwell in them and plant gardens and eat the fruit thereof. Build houses right now houses in the hebrew right the hebrew word picture lets us understand houses defined as simply as it is it is the inside covenant and what that's speaking to everything and and everyone that abides inside the house is is in covenant relationship covenant agreement is protected by the covenant that god has spoken right so keep in mind we understand god has spoken covenant pertaining to this particular people right now the reason they have been led captives is because when jeremiah kept prophesying Listen, the Lord say, turn. The Lord say, come away from the idol worship. The Lord say, come away from, from the perversion. And all these different things right here. Repent. All these things that Jeremiah is speaking, the people failed to hearken to what Jeremiah was speaking. And they continued to do what was right in their own eyes. They kept going in the manner that they wanted to go. We'll put it like that, right? And so because they refused to hear, because they refused to obey the word, the Lord was saying, listen, if you fail to take heed to this word, you're going to be led away into captivity by Babylon and there you'll remain for 70 years right after 70 years the Bible lets us know that God is going to come and visit them which we'll see in scripture which we read right but understand a part of the instruction or part of the word that God gives through Jeremiah and the letters he tells them what build houses right and when you build these houses he said and dwell in them and plant gardens and eat the fruit thereof so in you building this house right as you build these houses although you have been in captive right you're in captivity build houses right because when you build houses and you abide in these houses right listen everything provision provision because again we talked about this is the year encounter right uh, we're not going to just encounter God but we're going to encounter what God has spoken, right? And we understand in that we shall see provision, right? So provision shall be seen and provision shall be met. So while in captivity, we see God is saying, okay, build houses, right? Now, when you build this house and you abide in this house and you dwell in this house, spiritually or symbolically, what God is saying is, listen, although you are in captivity, you're still in covenant with me, God. You're still in covenant relationship. You're still in covenant agreement. And the covenant is going to protect you while you're in captivity. 
In other words, while you have been pulled away from the presence of God, while you have been pulled away from the things of God, the normal things of God that you are accustomed to having the presence of God, the consistent presence of God, the consistent word of God. While you are away from all of this, I'm still going to protect you by way of covenant. He says, listen, take you wives and beget sons and daughters, right? Uh, uh, uh. He says, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that you may be increased there and not diminish, right? So he's telling them, get your wives, get your husband when you have children, right? Listen, let your son get married. Give your daughters to, to husband, right? So, so you can actually keep increasing. Notice what he said, that you may be increased there while you're in captivity. And this is the same process that we saw took place when they became slaves unto Egypt. Remember how the people, the, the, the Pharaoh with Egypt was getting nervous, right? Because the people was increasing more so than the Egyptian people, right? And he was saying, we got to do something, you know what I'm saying, to stop their numbers from increasing, right? So we see the same process taking place. Even though they're in captivity, God is making way. He's causing provision to be seen and met that they can still increase. And this is that they not be diminished, that they not be diminished, right? And then he says what? And seek the peace of the city, whether I have caused you to be carried away captives and pray unto the Lord for it, for in the peace thereof shall you have peace, right? So he's telling them, listen, pray for the peace. Why are you in this city? Why are you in captivity? Pray for peace, right? Pray for peace in the midst of your situation, right? And when you pray for this, I'm going to make sure that you have what you pray for. In other words, I'm going to answer your prayer. I'm going to give you peace in the midst of being captive. He then tells us the verse 8, for thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, the God, mind you now, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God, that means the God of the angelic armies, the God that fights for you. For thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not the prophets or your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you neither hearken to your dreams which cause to be dreamed right so don't let what's taking place right now jeremiah had been crying out against false prophets right who have risen up and they begin to prophesy in relation to this 70 years of captivity basically what the false prophets were saying listen you're not going to be captive long it's going to be a short stance right here boom and we're going to be back to what we normally do but the lord is saying they're false prophets and don't you give ear to this false word or to the false prophet right the prophet that i've sent to you has been declaring what does set the Lord, that being Jeremiah, right? So understand, he's the one that God has ordained to actually speak on your behalf, right? So then he says, listen, neither do you hearken, neither do you give attention, neither do you hear or pay attention to the dreams which you cause yourself to dream, right? So the scriptures letting us know dreams, we understand, is a type of language. This is a type of language, and it's a language that God uses to speak towards us, but we see also in scripture, you can cause yourself to dream. So he's saying, listen, you can't even trust your dreams right now because you might have caused yourself to dream something that is contrary to what I've spoken so right now don't even trust the dreams that you're causing yourself to dream now it's something different when God gives you the dream right when God gives you the dreams typically there's going to be a message inside the dream because again dreams it is a language so we know when God gives it is going to be something that is spoken or something that has been released or given by God because it is a language right verse 9 tells us for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name and I have not sent them saith the Lord so we understand we've already covered the false prophet that's prophesying in the name of the Lord but they're speaking false prophets or prophetic words I should say so they're releasing false words unto the people 
The Lord tells him, for thus said the Lord. All right, here we go. We're getting into our content now, right? Verse 10, it says, for, the, for thus said the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good work towards you and cause you to return to this place, right? Now, the title of the text that we're working with on today is simply called this, Come to Yourself. Come to yourself, come to yourself, right? And the definition for coming to oneself is simply defined as this right here. Uh, in order to come to oneself, you have to begin to start acting and start thinking like your normal self, right? Do you know somebody? Can you relate, right? There are situations that you might have found yourself involved in this smack in the middle of, you know, or circumstance, right? And it has caused you not to act or caused you not to think like you would normally think, right? Because since we've been talking about encounter, there were some of us, we've been acting out of character, right? Thinking in a manner that is not typical of ourselves, right? Acting in a manner that is not typical of ourselves, right? This is hence the title. You got to come to yourself, right? And in order to come to yourself, it is going to require you encountering God, right? So you can understand what you look like, how you're supposed to act, how you're supposed to behave, how you're supposed to go in and out before people, right? So again, tell somebody that's next to you, come to yourself. You got to come to yourself, right? You got to begin acting and you got to begin thinking like your normal self because when we look at just the ways that you have been carrying yourselves and some of the things that you have been doing hence how you have been acting it is not like your normal self and we understand your thought process when you speak, right? When you're speaking, you are releasing your thought process, whether it's here or whether it's here right here, right? Because in Hebrew context, we understand the Hebrew people, right? They made decisions from the heart. So the word mind and heart can both be used interchangeably with one another in Scripture, right? So whether your thoughts are coming from here or whether your thoughts are coming from here, whenever you speak, right, you are giving us an indication of what your thought process is like. Uh, uh, but, but, but what I'm really trying to say is this right here, whether it's from here or whether this from here it is not like your normal self you're not thinking like your normal self and something has to change so you can get back to the place where you're acting and thinking like your normal self right so he says but <coughs> excuse me the scripture says for thus saith the lord that after 70 years be accomplished at babylon i will visit you and perform my good word towards you and causing you to return to this place so he tells us after 70 years right seven the number 70 has two significant meanings in scripture right number one 70 talks about judgment the number 70 talks about judgment right and we see because they're in captivity we see the first definition of the number 70 actually being carried out judgment is now taking place the judgment of God has to take place because they refuse to hear the word of God in other words in their refusal to hear embrace accept the word of God this becomes sin and because of the holy nature of who God is which is holy his holiness demands that he deals with sin right and we saw grace the grace was extended to the people as God kept sending the prophet to declare repent of your sins and, and turn away from this wickedness and, and turn away from the idol worship and come away from the groves of Asherah. This was the grace that God was extending. But the refusal to receive the grace, the refusal to heal the word has brought about the judgment of God, right? And so we see definition number two for the word judgment talks about to perfect spiritual order, carry it out with all power. So understand, 
Now we see in scripture as God is going to actually be bringing them up out of captivity. This is talking about God is going to perfect the spiritual order. The spiritual order is pointing to what God has spoken concerning his people all this time, right? And, and it talks about to perfect spiritual order, carry it out with all power. So God is going to use his power and what he's spoken or what he has ordained for these people, right? And when we talk about ordained, remember, remember last week we talked about ordained, right? Ordained is simply talking about about listen uh, 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 having one steps ordered in concrete having one steps ordered in concrete right or, 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 or that an office or duty has been assigned right you have been assigned to an office or duty right so when we talk about ordain I, I like that definition where it talks about having your steps ordered in concrete right and so if you even think about right whenever concrete has been laid right before it actually hardens if you put your handprint in it if you put your footprint in it right after it hardens it remains in that particular place like right? you cannot remove it unless you're going to break up the concrete right other than that it's just there right and it's going to remain there from 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 year to the next year to the next year after that right it is something that has been set inside that concrete right and so this is what God is talking about to give you the image when he has ordained something for you right he's talking about your steps have been ordered in concrete right this thing has been dried and sealed right there is no change in this unless God goes and tear up the concrete rip it up destroy it, and make a whole nother way for you but God is not that type of God so understand he has ordered your steps in concrete right so hence he said okay when this judgment right we see the judgment coming for and we see now the second definition to perfect the spiritual order carry it out with all power right I'm going to carry out what I have ordained with all my power right it doesn't matter what the enemy has tried to do it doesn't matter that you have refused to hear me at the onset of things listen I got a plan and I have a purpose for you and you got to understand Understand, your way is not going to change because your steps have been ordered in concrete, right? It doesn't matter if you're having to take a pause right now from the purpose that I've set or called you to do. You got to understand while you're in the pause, right? While you're in this place of suspension, right? While you're in this place or this place of holding or waiting, you got to still understand what I have spoken as God still has not changed because I have ordered your steps and they're ordered as if they're in concrete. There is no changing what I've said. Uh, I wish somebody would go ahead and bless his name right there appreciate you for all your little golf claps right there but listen I'm excited to give God praise because that lets me know that even when I mess this thing up intentionally guess what his my steps are still ordered in concrete you got to understand whether I mess it up because I forgot to do something I just didn't feel like doing it I didn't agree with it I did not like it I couldn't come subject didn't know how to yield to certain things didn't have the faith for it. but you got to understand my steps have been ordered in concrete there is no changing what God has said oh I can bless this wonderful name right here you got to let it this is a good place to let God be praised. Yes, it's a good place to let God be praised right here because your steps and my steps have been ordered as if they're in concrete. There is no changing what God has said. You got to understand. He tells us, for thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished, right? He said, at Babylon, I will visit you. I am going to visit you, right? So when these 70 years come to an end, the Lord is saying, I'm going to visit you, right? And visit is simply defined as this right here, right? We have two definitions, right? It talks about friendly or hostile intent, right? We're talking about a friendly or hostile intent. Or number two talks about to attend to. God is saying, after the 70 years come to a closure, 
I'm getting ready to attend to you. I'm getting ready to come see about you. I'm about to come check on you. I want to make sure, listen, because I told you to build you houses and, and build you gardens and vineyards and, 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 and listen, get wives and get husbands and have children, right? So that you can be increased and not be diminished, right? I want to make sure that you were adhering to what I spoke to you and what was released to you by way of the letter, the word of God that came unto you by the mouth of the prophet Jeremiah. You got to understand. So when the 70 years come to an end, I'm getting ready to come and visit you, right? I hope y'all see what I'm pointing out right here. Vent, friendly or hostile intent. This is called encounter. If you didn't recognize what's happening, God is saying, I'm going to come and visit you, right? I'm about to allow you to encounter me. And in me encountering you, when you encounter me, I'm about to check on you. I'm going to show you that I'm concerned about you. I'm going to show you that I've never left you nor forsaken you. Listen, you're still the apple of my eye. Yes, I'm still invested in you. I'm still interested in you. That's why I'm coming to check on you to make sure that you're doing what I said you're supposed to do. Being who I said you're supposed to be, right? So I'm just saying, he says, I will visit you. And then he says what? And perform my good word, right? And perform my good word. Perform in the Hebrew is simply talking about I'm going to carry out my good word. In other words, what I said I'm going to do, right? Uh, we understand it's simply this right here. He's able, right? Whenever we say God is able, what we're saying is he has the ability to do what he has spoken, right? Oh, y'all know the song. He's able. Come on. I wish somebody would go ahead and sing it out right there. He's able, right? here. He has the ability to perform his word. He has the ability to carry out his word. What he's spoken, he will not allow his word to fall to the ground. Yes, man, the God, what he spoke about you, it shall be so. Yes, woman of God, what he spoke about you, it shall be so. Yes, what he said about you, preacher, it shall be so. What he said about you, apostle, prophet, evangelist, it shall be so. He will not allow his word to fall to the ground because he has the ability or the power to carry out what he's spoken about your life. I don't care what situation you're dealing with right now. It doesn't matter what circumstance you find yourself in. God has the power. God has the ability to do exactly what he said. Time is not a fact. It doesn't matter that you've been captive for 70 years. It doesn't matter that you've been dealing with this struggle for three years, five years, six years, eight years. God has the ability. God has the power to do exactly what he said. Now the question is this, will you believe God has the power? Will you stand on the word of God? Will you stand in faith and trust what God said and stop wavering? Don't be moved at what the enemy throws your way and believe that God is not a man that he shall lie, nor the son of man that he shall repent. But God has the power and God has the ability to perform or to carry out what he spoke. Oh, I bless the name. See, that's a good place, right? That's to let God be praised. Oh, I bless the wonderful name of Jesus. Oh, I bless the wonderful name of Jesus. It's a good place to let God be praised because in spite of me putting myself, because see, some of the situations you're in, you got yourself into it. Yes, you did. You got yourself right into that situation because you failed to pay attention. You failed to hearken. You failed to do how God said to do. Or listen, when the word was coming, trying to instruct you, give you counsel, give you wisdom, give you advice, you failed to pay attention to it or you failed to follow through with it. And, and do you know somebody? Can you relate? You've been there where I just want to do it my way today. You understand what I'm saying? My way seems right. Uh, you understand? Because I'm invested in me. So I want to do it my way. I hear what you're saying, God. I heard what your men of God said. I heard what the woman of God said. But I want to do it the way I want to do today. Because today I don't feel like being bothered with all this other stuff, God. I want to do it the way I want to do it, God. I believe I will have more success, better success if I do it the way I say to do it. Because I know me. You really don't know me like that. The truth be told, I know me. But you got to understand, people know you because God knows you. And God will give them thoughts and ideas and, and understanding about you to, to bring them into a knowledge.
knowledge of who you are. So stop deceiving yourself as if people don't know you. You got to understand we don't have to have relationship with you to know you. The fact that we are in relationship with God brings us into all the understanding we need about you. What we do see is what God said. You're rebellious, huh? You're not going to help me right there. What we do see is that you, you, you got you, you're hard of hearing at times. What we do see is that you would do things your own way rather than submitting and coming subject. You got to understand because you think you're smarter than everybody. You think you know more than everybody with your five plus degrees and you still don't know a bunch of nothing. You got to understand, oh, I wish you would just go ahead and simmer on down and settle on down and just yield and submit. That's what I wish you would do. So God can carry out, perform, show you has the power, the ability to do what he spoke about you. That's what I'm hoping. He said, listen, uh, listen, I will visit you and perform my good word, right? Look how God is describing his word. He says, my, my, my good word, right? And remember, we say, listen, anytime you start dealing with the word of God in the Hebraic context, right, you got to go back and point to John chapter number one. John chapter number one talks about, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, hint the logos, right? The logos. It's the idea. It means idea. It means concept, right? It means thoughts, right? It means reason, and it means word. These are the five definitions pertaining to the word logos or the word word per se, right? So now how, when we fit this in context with what God is saying, he said, I'm going to perform my good word, that thing that I have spoken, right? I had an idea about you. I had an idea about your life, right? You got to understand, I had a concept. When I was forming you or making you and molding you, squeezing you into shape while you were in your mother's belly, while you were in your mother's womb, I had an idea and a concept. I had a mental picture. I imagined something about your life, and, and you got to understand this image that God has captured of what you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be. He has not released that image. He has not let that image get out of his mind. He still sees what he sees uh, from the time that you were born up until now, your 28th year of life, your 35 year of life, uh, your 63 year of life. God still sees what he sees when you were first in your mother's womb. You got to understand because remember the person in the womb was the person in the spirit, denoting that you were surrounded by spirit. Spirit is in connection with God and you got to understand why you were in the womb. The womb signifies you were in covenant relationship with God. So before God formed you, remember before God formed you, God suspended your formation. Uh, he put it on hold because he said, listen, before I form you completely, I'm going to suspend your formation because you have got to know me and I have got to allow you to know me, right? Before you get in your full grown body, I I'm going to do this thing while you at this infantile stage, while you at this fetus stage. You got to understand, I am going to allow you to know me think about it that's why you have certain things that are created on the inside of you like a, 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 there is a natural law that is inside of every human being where we understand that there is a difference between right and wrong now whether you obey the law that's something altogether different right but knowing that this this right or wrong law this natural law abides on the inside of you that is the print the presence of the fingerprint of God that is in your life you got to understand that is the presence of the fingerprint of God being in your life the fact that you understand that there is a difference between right and wrong right so you got to understand he said I'm going to perform my good word uh, the, the idea that I had about you I had a good idea you got to understand when God had an idea that being you God is saying listen you are a good idea. 
you got to understand he's saying you are a good idea yes man the god you are a good idea oh with your shake yourself but you still a good idea you got to understand you that want to run but you still a good idea and you got to understand he imagined because you became a concept in the mind of god what god is saying listen i imagine you i thought about you i had a mental image of what you would look like now you got to understand you still look like what god said you just not acting like it right you just not thinking like it so hence the title you got to come to yourself you got to understand get back to your normal self and your normal self is not that natural you if you're thinking that normal self is what god said about you who god said you're supposed to be how god said you're supposed to handle and carry and walk out your life that is the person that we're trying to get you to come back to the one that will pray mm -hmm. when a situation will pop off in your life you didn't wait till the situation exploded while wow, you had time before it exploded while the situation was working itself out listen the scripture says seek him early right that's not just talking about time in the morning seek him early before the situation explodes before the situation gets out of here we talking to you get back to yourself come back to yourself man of prayer woman of prayer that's what we're talking about man and woman of the word man and woman of faith come back to yourself because we can tell you're not yourself based upon your actions we can tell that you're not yourself based upon your communication your speech right which 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 gives us insight into your thoughts Listen, he said, listen, you're a good idea. You're his concept. And then when you think about thoughts, right? When you think about thoughts, understand? Getting ahead of him. Way ahead of myself in Jesus' wonderful name, right? <laughs> it is the thought of thoughts. The thought that God thinks. It is the thought of thoughts. If God is the word, right? Jesus, we understand Jesus was the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. He's the thought of thoughts. He's the reason. And he is the word. Now, this is where it gets interesting, right? When we get in verse number 11, it says, For I know the thoughts, uh -huh. for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. I, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, right? And again, speaking to the word of God, right? Understand, a thought is nothing more than an unspoken word, an unspoken word. A thought is nothing more than an unspoken word, right? And God is saying, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, right? And, and again, the thought of thoughts, right? There were some thoughts that you have about yourself. And there were some thoughts or opinions that other people have about you, but you got to remember his name. Jeremiah names means one who uh, he lifts up Jehovah shall lift or Jehovah shall throw, right? These are different names that we have for you. You got to remember. So even when the thoughts of other people are trying to push you down and the thoughts that you have about yourself are trying to put their foot on you, you got to remember his name means Jehovah shall lift. Come on, Jeremiah and be lifted up. Oh, okay. When you don't feel like you're measuring up to what God thought about you. Come on, be lifted up. Let the power of God lift you up. Let the spirit of God lift you up. Let the word of God lift you up. Let it encourage you to a point that you say, listen, I will not abide in this place any longer, but I'm going to shake myself and I'm going to come back to myself. Yeah, listen, I feel like my prayers are not getting anywhere, but it's not going to stop me because I know he hears me. I know he's mindful of me. I know he's concerned about me, so I'm going to keep on praying till my prayer breaks through the thing that is stopping or trying to hinder my prayers from getting forward. I will keep trusting in the Lord. 
Lord with all my heart. And I will not lean into my own understanding. But in all of my ways, I'm going to acknowledge him so that he would direct my path. Come on, Jeremiah, and be lifted up. You got to understand God threw you in this situation because the situation was designed for you, right? You're supposed to bring change to this situation. You're supposed to allow the glory of God to be revealed through this situation. No, you got to understand why you're in what you're in, why you're dealing with what you're dealing with. It's for the glory of God to be revealed. See, the purpose of God will never change. The purpose shall remain the same. It is that the glory of God shall be revealed. I'm going through what I'm going through. Yes, some things I'm in simply because I chose what I chose. I did what I did, but you got to understand, even though I chose it, I am where I am. Let God still be glorified. And this is where we say, let God be praised. Huh? He's still going to get the glory out of my mistake. Yes, he is. He's going to get the glory out of my mess up. He's going to get the glory out of me falling short. Now, please don't misinterpret what I'm saying because I am not advocating sin. You got to understand. He hates sin with everything that's in him. And you got to understand. I'm not pushing. I'm not agreeing. I'm not accepting sin is still sin is wrong. And you need to repent for it. But what I am saying, when I do mess up, when I do fall short of the glory of God, God has not changed what he's spoken about me. You got to understand. God is still going to use me. Yes, he is. He said, come on. His name means Jehovah shall lift. Be lifted up, Jeremiah. Be lifted up, right? So he tells us, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end, right? Now, word gave you the idea or the understanding for word. When it's time the word of the Lord, we're going back to the logos and understand, right? It means idea, concept, thoughts, or thought of thoughts, reason, and word. Now, what I want you to look at in, in, in verse number seven, it says, for I know the thoughts, the thoughts that I think toward you, right? Think toward you, said the Lord. Thoughts of peace, right? And not an evil to give you an expected end. Let's look at what think, thought, and expected end. Think means to think to do. So this is what God is saying. For I know the thoughts that I think. I know what I'm thinking to do concerning you then he says what said the lord thoughts of peace thoughts uh, uh, my plan or my purpose i know what i'm thinking to do concerning you in accordance with my plan or my purpose and he says what now, to give you uh, thoughts of peace i have thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end right expected end means core or 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 plat something that is twisted or braided right core core signifying attachment Hmm. Are you following? Are you with me? God is saying, listen, that that I'm thinking concerning you, my thoughts, my plan, and my purpose that I have for you, you are attached to it, right? I've tied you to my... I've tied you to my thoughts. You got to understand. This is why you couldn't go, but only so far, because there was a cord wrapped around you. There was a cord attached to you, right? On one end, there is yourself, but on the other end of this cord, it is attached to the thoughts of God. What God has thought about you, what God is thinking about you. He said to give you an expected end. Listen, that of peace, you got to understand. An expected end, that of peace, what's going to come to pass, what I've been speaking about you. He's speaking to your purpose, your future purpose, who you're supposed to 
supposed to be, what you're supposed to do. Listen, you are tied to the word of God. I don't care how much you try to get away from it. I don't care if you don't like it. You don't agree with it. You don't even understand it. Listen, but you, what you better understand is you are tied to the word of God. Because again, the word, when we go into the concept, listen, God had an idea about you. God had a concept about you. It was a thought or the thought of thoughts that God put on display. God had a reason for bringing you here. And again, it all points back to the word of God, the word of God, the thoughts of God that he had about you. And there's no escaping the purpose or the plan of God, the will of God. It shall be made manifest in your life. There is nothing that you can do to get away from the will of God, the purpose of God. Why? Because you are tied with the cord to the word of God, to the thoughts of God. Mm. You might not like it, but I love it. This is a good moment to say, let God be praised. Oh, be, go ahead and be praised right here, God, because it's a good place to know, God, that I'm tied to the word of God. That if I get off course, God, all I got to do is go back to your word, God. And your word is a reminder of who I am. Your word is a reminder of what I'm supposed to do, God. Your word is a reminder, God, that I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Your word is a reminder that you called me from the womb, God. Your word is a reminder you knew me before you formed me. Your word is a reminder of what my purpose here in the earth from is, God. Mm. It, it, see, to go back to the word, it destroys all the chaos. What God has spoken, it destroys anything that tries to confuse me about who I am or it destroys anything that tries to confuse me about what my purpose in life is. You got to understand you man of God, you woman of God. Yes, you pastor. Yes, you evangelist. Yes, you prophet, apostle. You are tied by way of accord to the word of God. Yes, you are deacon, deaconess. You're tied to the word of God. On one end is yourself, but on the other end is the word of God. And tell somebody, listen, see, that's what the old folk used to say. Listen, I'm wrapped up. I'm tied up and I'm tangled up in here. See, they had something that we didn't understand, but now we're seeing the concept in Scripture. This is why I couldn't get too far, even though life threw me curveballs and I wanted to quit. I wanted to throw in the tower because I threw the tower that God, he threw the tower back many a days. The reason you grabbed that tower and picked it back up because God had you tied to his word. It doesn't make sense while I'm in what I'm in, having to deal with what I'm dealing with right now, but, but know this right here. He spoke a word about my life and what I do understand about God. God is not going to allow his word to fall to the ground. Come here, prophet Samuel, and help us like every word that came out of the prophet's mouth. God upheld it. God held it up. He would have not allowed the prophet's word to fall to the ground. Whatever he spoke, it came to pass. And you have got to understand it was the word of God by the spirit of God that was in the mouth of the prophet. So whatever he spoke, God was upholding his own word. And you got to understand. I know you might have failed last week. You might have even failed earlier this morning but you got to understand you are a word spoken from the mouth of God and with his right hand his hand of authority his hand of power God is gonna uphold his word I'll tell somebody now unto him that is able to keep me from falling. Do you have faith to believe that he's able to keep you from falling? Yes, because he is upholding his word. I am a manifestation of the thoughts of God. I am a manifestation of the spoken word from the mouth of God. And God is upholding me mm, for the sake of his purpose. You got to understand. For the sake of his purpose, his purpose is that he be glorified. For the sake of God being glorified. This is why a certain place you cannot fall. He has to get the glory. Somebody is watching and they're trying to discover truth and, and the only means of them discovering truth is watching you. You may be the only Jesus that they come in contact with and God got to hold you where you are for the sake of his glory, for the sake of his glory. So he says, well, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil 
to give you an expected end. Listen, you are tied. What God is saying is you are tied to peace. <laughs> Why you keep allowing someone, something to interrupt peace that you are tied to? Because God said, listen, I know the thoughts that I think to you, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Why do you keep allowing evil to creep into your space, uh, your personal space, to creep into your house? Uh, this is why your atmosphere of your home keeps getting off. This is why your conversation keeps getting off because you keep allowing evil to creep into your mind. You keep allowing evil to creep into your eye gaze. You keep allowing evil to creep into your ear gaze and it is thrown off what God has said about you. Oh, but be encouraged, be encouraged, be encouraged. You're tied to the word of God. You're tied to the word of God. So even when the evil and the wickedness tries to approach you, remember, remind yourself. And this is where you got to stand flat-footed and you got to speak out loud. I am tied to the word of God. Remember, remember, remember when Satan came and he put his hands on Jesus and he took him up to the high place, the, the high pinnacle, the high mountain. You got to understand he defeated Satan with the word. And remember, you are tied to the word. All you got to do is pull that word um, when you get away pull the word back to yourself so you can come back to who you are man of God come back to who you are woman of God listen you can't be out here slipping and sliding and falling down you got to stand and be still and see that the Lord is God and know that he is your salvation be still and know Stand is what we're talking about. You got to stand. Remember we came out of the sermon where we say stand in love. God is love. Stand in God. Come on, stand in God. You'll stop falling if you get in God. Listen, he says what? He said, no, 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 no. He says, listen. And, 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 and then you shall call upon me, right? Then you shall call upon me. Call is defined simply as a cry for help. A cry for help. In other words, call is a type of prayer. Because we're talking about encountering God through prayer. Call is a type of prayer. Do you know somebody and can you relate? Uh, you were going through something, something that just unexpectedly hit your life. It just came in such an abrupt manner that it just interrupted your life in such a way that you didn't have time to pull together fancy words uh, to make it into a prayer. But there were some days you simply had to call out God help me. Mm, you, you understand some days where you felt like you was about to lose this right here. This right here was feeling tricky. You understand what I'm saying? You didn't know whether you was coming or whether you was going and you didn't have time to put together a sophisticated prayer all you could do was say God help me you got to understand you were right at the edge not ready to fall over you was not you, you was about to jump over you understand what I'm saying there were some things that has your attention locked in and focus uh, some sins uh, something temptation that has your attention it has brought you right to the edge you getting ready to jump but before you jump mm, you remember in this word that he is a keeper and he will not suffer my foot to be moving even though I'm on the edge God hold my feet in position that I don't fall over hold my feet in position that I don't jump over God you remember that he is a keeper and he will not suffer my foot to be moved from the position or place he called me to reign and rule spiritually and naturally so a call is that of a type of prayer I'm crying out for help help Lord help Lord oh tell somebody I need God to help me you don't even understand I need God to help me because the truth be told everything that I'm dealing with I don't quite understand it all the way and that's why I need God to help me because I don't understand it I'm inclined to make an impulsive decision 
decision. Is there anybody out there know what I'm talking about? Where you are inclined to make an impulsive decision because of what you're dealing with? You didn't take the time to seek out God. You didn't take the time to acknowledge God. You just begin to yield to your emotions or yield to your, your, your flesh and you will make an impulsive decision that in later will get you in the world of trouble. Tell somebody I, I need God to help me and I need him to help me right now right where I'm at. God help me, help me, help me help my mind. God help my eyes. God help my spirit man. God help my soul. God help this body of flesh. God help my feet to stand still. God help my ears to hear. God help my heart to yield and submit. God help my mouth to declare what does saith the Lord. Help me God. Help me me, 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 me. Oh God help me God. I'm standing in the need of prayer. God help me God. My hands are raised because I need help God. My hands are raised because I need help God. You got to understand. He says, this shall you call upon me and you shall go and pray. You shall go and pray. Now, again, cry is a type of prayer. Now we actually see the word prayer. Prayer is, 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 is defined as in the Hebrew. One of the definitions is to intercede for yourself. <laughs> I know you spent plenty of time interceding for other folk, uh, but listen, you got to take some time and say, listen, God, uh, I talked about Brother Blue Coat and I talked about Sister Red dress on yesterday, but today, 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 God, I got to talk to you about me, God, because listen, I don't do them any good, God, if I don't get a position myself, God, praying for them, God, when I'm out of order, when I'm out of position, when I'm out of place, when I'm out of sync, when I'm out of alignment, God, when I'm not acting like myself, when I'm not thinking like myself, how good uh, can I assist them or help them in the realm of the spirit by interceding for them, God, if I can't help myself? Uh, and see, they'll tell you, if you can't help nobody, if you can't help yourself, uh, and see, God is going to give you the opportunity for you to help yourself. And listen, he didn't stop it. He didn't block it. Go ahead and intercede for yourself. Listen, go ahead and talk to me about you. But this is the thing. Be sincere and be honest about what you're going to talk to me about because you know he knows all things and don't play with this thing. Why God is giving you the time, the opportunity to intercede about be real, be honest, be sincere. Listen what he says. He says, listen, then you should call upon me and you should go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. He said, I'm hearkening unto you, right? This hearken in the Hebrew is simply talking about, listen, I'm going to hear you. Oh, but, but, but in me hearing you, I, I'm going to give you my undivided attention. And see, God has the uncanny ability to hear me, hear you, hear your mama, hear my daddy all at the same time while still giving all of us his undivided attention. You got to understand. But he also says, in the midst of you giving you my undivided attention, I'm going to show you that I'm taking interest in you. I'm going to show you that I'm taking interest in what you're saying. And see, some people, they only take interest in what you got to say, but they don't take interest in you because you don't fit, you know what I'm saying, what they like. You understand what I'm saying? They understand, they recognize you got wise things to say, good counsel, good advice, and, 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 and knowledge and wisdom and insight that can enlighten them about something, but they don't necessarily like you. You understand what I'm saying? But you got to understand, God said, I like the total package, yeah. I like what's in you, but I like the outward stereo of you too. I like all of you from the top of your head to the tippy tippy top of your head down to your little bitty corn toe feet. I like everything about you. You got to understand. Yes, I love you. You got to understand with your chipped toenails and all. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes, I do. You got to understand. Yeah, with your bright red lipstick. I love it 
all. Yeah, but your edge is slicked all the way down. I love it all. You got to understand. I love it all. You talking ebonically someday. I love it all. You got to understand. I'm going to give you an opportunity to come and talk to me, and I'm going to show you that I hear you. I'm paying attention to you. You got my attention. See, that's one thing to have the attention of God. You got to understand. See, you still busy trying to strive to get likes and, 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 and subscriptions and thumbs up. You trying to get everybody everybody attention except the one that matters most. I would rather have the attention of God. You got to understand. Because when I have the attention of God, he's showing me that when he hearkens to me, he's hearing me because he's paying attention to me. And he's interested in what I got to say and interested in who I am. Now, all these things that you putting on Facebook, IG ticking and attacking, bird tweeting and tweeting, all this stuff. Nobody really wants you. They may take and retweet and repost some things that you say, hinting at what you said has some wisdom. It has some substance to it, but they don't necessarily want you. Oh. But I'm trying to get the attention of him, the one that wants me. He loves the ugly about me. Uh, oh, yes, he loves the ugly about me. But he also loves the beautiful about me. He loves the fact that, listen, I can be difficult. He even loves that I'm difficult at times. He loves it. He loves it. Because he loves me. He loves me even though I'm stubborn many days. He still loves me. You got to understand. Hard-headed. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Hard-headed. But yet he still loves me. I submitted a lot of days. Uh, unyielded a lot of days. But he still loves me he finds interest in me because guess what it goes back to his word his word is letting us know the fault of thoughts uh, I know I know the enemy is trying to, to, to speak certain things because the enemy is constantly going before us God be trying to barrage him with thoughts uh, well God listen they did this and God they said that right there God God they don't want to be who you call he said listen my thought oh Thank you, Holy Spirit. God has pulled a trump card on the enemy. You got to understand. My thought supersedes your thought about, mm, let I bless your wonderful name, God. Let God be praised, God, that the thought of God superseded the thought of the enemy, that the thought of God superseded the thought of yourself. I prefer to hear what God thinks about me rather than hear what I'm thinking about myself, rather than hear what the enemy is trying to imagine and conceive about me. I would rather hear what God has spoken about me. Oh, I bless his wonderful name. He is a great and awesome God you got to understand you got to understand listen he said but I'm hearken unto you he says then and ye shall seek me you, 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 you shall seek me seeking the Hebrews talking about to search out right he said listen I'm gonna hear you I'm gonna pay attention to you you're gonna have my undivided attention and I'm gonna take interest in you interest in what you got to say which is gonna help bring you back to yourself uh, which is gonna help you come back to yourself get back to acting and get back to thinking like your normal self uh, and your normal self I'm talking about the called out one the one that God's hand is upon the one that God said he going to use uh, the one that the glory is rested upon the one that God poured his anointing upon you the one that the hand of God is upon you the one that God spoke about you he come back to your normal self men of God come back to your normal self woman of God he said listen I'm gonna take interest in you and it says it's gonna allow you to search me out you shall seek me right you shall seek me I'm allow you to search me out and then to strive 
after meaning you got to put effort in your searching out God and this is the thing God is he's ready to make himself known remember he gave you indication he told you early in the scripture about I am going to come visit you visit was giving you an indication that listen I'm waiting for the meeting you got to understand all you got to do is set the meeting what is he saying set the prayer time be intentional about carving out time in your day God I'm about to talk to you God I'm gonna put the phone away God so it doesn't distract me so it doesn't interrupt my prayer time God I'm gonna put on some music God and begin to wave my hands God begin to open up my mouth God begin to bless your name God begin to worship you God I am about to be attentive I'm about to put in the work and see that's what most of y'all you're too lazy you don't want to put in no work we ask you come on we can't see the presence of God we can't hear the presence of God in your speech we don't see God like we used to see him in your life something has happened you got to come back to yourself search him out put the work in to find him in other words set the meeting you get on God's calendar set the meeting what I found out if you get on the mind of God if you get on the mind of God if what you're concerned about if you get it on the mind of God uh, 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 people that you if you get them on the mind of God you got to understand God's mind denotes God's word and when you think about God's word God is upholding his word God would not allow his word to fall to the ground what am I saying get yourself because he told you come on in a session, go pray to me. Intercede for yourself. While you're in a session, get yourself on the mind of mm, Lord have mercy. Get yourself on the mind of God. Whatever you're interceding about, get it on the mind of God. If you get it on the mind of God, mm, you know what I'm saying. He, he tells us what you shall seek me, you shall find me. No, no, no. If you didn't catch him when we talked about the visit, it says you shall find me. Oh, because we've been talking about encounter, right? You, listen, he said, you shall seek, seek me and, 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 and find me hmm, in your seeking, in you being intentional, in you carving out time to talk to God, to praise God, to worship God, to intercede about yourself, intercede about other people, intercede about other things. Because you're intentional. He said, listen, you shall find me. I, I'm going to cause you to encounter me. Oh, you don't understand. Listen, listen. He said, I'm going to cause you to encounter me. I'm going to cause you to have a meeting, face-to-face -face meeting with me, the God, the king of the universe, uh, the king of glory, the Adonai, that I am, that I am, the great I am, the holy one of Israel, the one that you call Abba, Father. You are about to have a face-to-face -face meeting with me. Your defender, your deliverer, your healer, the one that we call Nisi, your banner, the one that you call Jaira, where provision has been seen and provision shall be met, the one that you call Shalom, peace. He's saying, I'm about to let you encounter me. Oh, is anybody excited? It's a good place to let God be praised right here. The fact that God is saying, I'm going to cause you to encounter me. He has reason to let you encounter him. Why? Because you got to come back to yourself. 
you have gotten so far away from your normal self that you don't even realize it. You have not even recognized it. But if you ever just stood still for a moment, listen and think about some of the responses that came out of your mouth. Pay attention to some of the things that you did. You will be shocked to say, I can't believe that I said that. I can't believe that I did that. Oh, you got to understand. Listen, you might be in shock, but it's the truth. And listen, your shock level can come down because you did it because you've been acting out of character, not like your normal self. See, you disciplined yourself with the word. The, the word was the highest authority, the final authority in your life, and you live according to the word. You allowed the word to govern you. But because you have not spent much time in the word, now it's your emotions and it's your flesh that is driving you. But because you would allow yourself to be governed by the word, this in turn would allow you to be led of the spirit. Oh, but now you're no longer led. You find yourself being driven daily by what you feel or driven daily by your flesh. In other words, what you want to do, what you want to act out, what you want to actually go get involved in come back to yourself men of God woman of God he's gonna cause you to encounter him he said you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart I'm allowed you to encounter me when you search for me with all of your heart again heart and mind can be used interchangeably when you search for me with all of your heart Mm. When you search for me with every thought that's here and here. When you search for me with every imagination here and here. When you search for me with every idea from here and here. When you search for me uh, with the words from here and here. With the language from here and here. When you search for me with the concepts of here and here. When you search for me with your reasons from here and here. When you search for me with all of your thoughts. Uh, oh, listen, what he really saying is when you come, when you bring all of yourself, when you bring all of who you are, when you bring up all of who you are and search for me, listen. I will allow you to encounter me. Because see, some of us, we're accustomed to only bringing your body. Oh, yeah. It doesn't bother you to get up and pray at 5 o'clock in the prayer anymore. You know how to do that. You've been doing it long enough that there was a discipline in your physical nature that I can get up and pray. But you have not brought him all of your heart when you came to talk to him. Huh? Yeah, you didn't bring him all of your mind when you came to talk to him. No, you didn't. Uh, and listen, because some of y'all, even though you got up, you still had crust in your eyes. You were still rubbing your eyes. And you was praying all kind of crazy prayers. And listen, you have not brought him all of you. God wants all of you. Come on, Paul, and help us teach you. I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your body. Listen now, Paul could be talking to multiple people, but when you dive deep into the spiritual content, bring your bodies, bring your natural man, bring your soulish man, bring your spiritual man, bring all of who you are and present it as a living sacrifice. Some of you, you only bring God your natural man, but you haven't brought him all the soulish things that you deal with and have not laid it before him. You have not brought all of the spiritual things that you struggle with and have not laid it before him. Come on, you got to get past that. The fact that you're disciplined to bring your natural man, bring all of who you are because God wants to encounter all of you. See, most of you, you, you just know this. You just know your natural man. You are so out of touch with your soulish man that you don't even understand. 
Sotas. Let me say it again. Sotas. And typically when people hear sotas, their mind automatically shifts to fornication, sexual things. No, let me educate you. Soul ties are not just developed by sex. You can have a conversation with somebody. You can be so enamored, so intrigued about what they're saying that you can develop a soul tie just having a conversation with somebody. You can have a soul tie with a geographical location. You got to understand. It's not just people. You can have soul ties with events and soul ties with places and soul ties with people and soul ties with things. And if we're really being real, some of y'all soul is tied to a devil, a demonic force. And ain't nobody going to tell you, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Some of y'all are in a soul tie with a full-blown devil. Yes, you are. That's why you keep finding yourself moving and operate, being driven by your emotion. Because this devil has an influence over you. But God is saying, listen, I'm trying to cause you to encounter me. And when you bring all of you, your natural man, your soulish man, your spiritual man, everything that's on the inside of you has to encounter Everything inside of you has to encounter God. So if you got some little people on the inside, little people, hence in parentheses, demons, yes. Uh, if you got some demons, come and let them encounter God. So that deliverer can deliver you, set you free. But some of y'all like them little pocket monsters, hence Pokemon. Some of y'all like them little pocket monsters. You bring them out when the time calls for it. You know, like some of y'all, a situation, you don't typically rise up. Oh, but listen, when somebody offends you, mess with your money, you reach into your pocket, and you bring out that little pocket monster called anger. Oh, yeah, and then you start showing your tail, your natural behind. You start showing your tail because, see, normally you don't have that courage. It used to be you had that liquid courage, but now that you ain't drinking like that, oh, some of y'all still drinking you need to put it down because guess what you ain't sober like you used to be come back to yourself come back to yourself you want a reason why you should put the drink down because you're not thinking and you're not acting like yourself you are no longer sober put the drink down it is proof that you can't handle it drink on this new wine ah you don't like that drink on this new wine you don't like that but i'm gonna go ahead and tell you a truth you're not acting like yourself you're not thinking like your normal self woman of god man of god put it down don't like that but it's the truth bring it all to him bring every part of your being everything inside of you has got to encounter God your backwards thinking has got to encounter God your rebellious heart has got to encounter God listen your untamed tongue has got to encounter God that running that's in your feet it has got to encounter God oh you don't like that he says listen and I will be found of you said the Lord look at that he said I will be found of you I'm going to let you find me by way of encounter. He says, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations. Listen, at the end of 70 years, I'm going to let you find me. When you encounter me, you shall find me, and I'm going to bring you up out of the place of captivity. I'm going to bring you up out of the place that got you acting abnormal. The place that has you acting abnormal. The place that has you thinking abnormally. Listen, that's not your norm. Do what you're doing. Listen, but when I come, I'm going to bring you out of this place. Some places have you captive. Some people, and you got to understand, the Babylonians had the people of Israel captive in a place called Babylon. See, there were certain people that have you captive. 
Because see, you get thrown off every time they say something. You get thrown off every time they come in your presence. You get thrown off every time they present something to you. You get thrown off every time they say, I need to talk to you. You get thrown off every time they talk about money. You get thrown off every time they talk about the children. You get thrown off every time they talk about the things of God, the will of God. You get thrown off because it's not what you want to hear. Oh, you're captive. You're captive. But he's saying, listen. When it comes to an end, I'm going to come and deliver you from this captive, this place of captivity, the place, and from the people who hold you captive. Because, hmm. see, it ain't just a place for some of y'all. It's the people in your life got you captive. Uh, and for some of y'all, it ain't even the demon. It's the person. And you want to say it's the demon. No, it's just the person that got you captive. It's the little demon in you that's yielding to this person. Rise up in the authority that God has given you. Rise up in the anointing that God has given you. And break this yoke of bondage that this enemy is trying to place upon your neck. Break this yoke of bondage by the anointing that God has poured upon your head, smeared inside of your forehead. Break this yoke of bondage so you can come out of this place of captivity so you can come from underneath captivity of the individuals that hold you captive hmm. he said i'm gonna gather you from all the nations and from all the places well i have driven you said the lord and i will bring you again into place in which caused you to be carried away captive see some of these places you've been driven there because of your decision not to obey god so god let you be driven right to that place it's good for you <laughs> even that person that got you captive that situation it's good for you find the good in it you know why because he's a good god find the good in it find the way god wants to be glorified through this thing you can change what needs to be changed about you let god let the truth of who god is the person of truth let god come and confront you let god come and challenge you let god come and convict you but more importantly let god come change you listen he said, I'm going to bring you back from where I have driven you, said the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. Because of your rebelliousness, because of your refusal to hear, receive the word. But I'm going to bring you back. Because God needs you to come back to yourself. And then 15 says, because you have said. He said, because you have said, the Lord have raised us up prophets in Babylon. Prophets speak on behalf of God to people. Prophets bring and speak the holy oracles or the words of God on behalf of God to the people. What are y'all really saying? God, give me your word again. God, I want your word again. Mm -hmm. God, give me a new love for your word again. You're saying, God, I need your word, God. More than I need breath, I need your word, God. Oh, God, it's, 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 it's your word that gives me life, God. Give me your word, God. Whether it's the erama, that spoken word, or whether it's the logos, that written word, God. Just give me your word, God. Oh, come on, this is why Daniel had to be raised up when Jeremiah be leaving the scene Daniel had to be raised up God will raise up another prophet who can interpret dreams remember you can't even trust the dreams that you dream right but I'm gonna bring somebody who can interpret those dreams to let you know and understand if indeed if God is speaking a language by way of the dreams uh, he got to raise up a prophet that can interpret dreams and interpret visions but all it is God is doing it because you are back at the place where you came back to yourself saying God I need the word God I love the word God I want you word god i've got to have your word see this is why you're praying because you're saying listen i don't want what's in your hand but i just want you god give me you if i got you god i got everything that's in your hand oh god i just want to spend time with you god i just want to know you god i just want to know your ways god i just want to 
be involved and interact with you. See, when you come back to yourself, you can speak like them. And God is saying, because you have said, the Lord has raised us up prophet. People who would declare the word. People who would bring the word of the Lord. People who would speak the word of the Lord, regardless of the situation or the place. You're saying, God, I don't care where I am in my life. I need your word. I don't care who I'm dealing with. I need your word. I, I give me your word, God. I'm coming back to myself, God. I recognize that I've been away from your word. I recognize that I have divorced your word. I recognize I've been out of alignment with your word. I recognize that I've not been in sync with your word. I recognize I've had a deaf ear towards your word. I recognize I was choosing other things over your word. I recognize that I chose people over your word. I chose situations over your word. I chose things that look favorable over your word. But I'm coming back to myself, God, because I understand I need your word God it's the thoughts of God hence we go back to the word the thought of thoughts God this your thoughts about me that identifies me God when I understand who you are God I know who I am God and because I know who I am I'm coming back to myself I can recognize what's not you God no longer am I gonna walk in deception as if I don't realize as if I don't know that I haven't been acting, that I haven't been thinking like my normal self. That is the man of God, the woman of God. See, and stop being puffed up. Stop being prideful. Hear people around you. Let them become sounding boards for you. Some days you might have to listen to your children. Because this is what I understand. See, some days you'll say, children, they'll just tell you the brutal, honest truth. They don't mean any harm. Because you got to understand, all they know is brutal, honor, truth, honest, true, until they lie, start letting the devil, this, let them try, try walking in line, a lying spirit. Until they let the devil start influencing them to walk in a lying spirit, children only know one thing, speak brutally, honest, true to you. They'll, they'll mean no harm. They'll say, oh, daddy, your breath stay. <laughs> they'll mean no harm. They just speak, speak it true. Let the people around you become a sounding board for you. See, some of you, you don't want to let the people around you be a sounding board because you don't want to look crazy to these people. You already looking crazy to these people. Stop deceiving yourself. You, you look crazy, you sound crazy, and you acting crazy. And, and you're walking in deception if you think you don't look, sound, and act crazy. You're already there. You, are in, you have been in Crazyville. Now, I'm not saying you're crazy. You're just acting crazy. You're not, you, you, you're acting outside of the norm of who you are as a man or a woman of God. Come back to who you are. Again, the definition for come to oneself is simply this right here. It says, to begin acting and thinking like one's normal self. Your normal self is who God created you to be. Your normal self is who God called you to be, who he formed you to be, who he made you to be, who he thought you to be, who he spoke you to be. That is who your normal self is. If you're acting contrary to the word of God, his thoughts, his speech pertaining to you. You're not acting like your normal self. So listen. Get back to the place where you love the word. Because to love the word is to love him. God does not separate himself from his word. To love his word is to love him. To want his word is to want him. To encounter his word is to encounter him. Now come on. Get back to yourself. Get back to a place of prayer and encounter God. He's saying, listen, I'm waiting on your meeting. 
I'm not going to stand you up. You set the meeting at three, I'll be there to meet you face to face. Bring all your body, your whole body, and encounter him. So listen, I pray this word has encouraged you. I pray you were blessed by the word. And I'm going to remind you, don't forget, listen, that great sea of social media where you be looking for attention and thumbs up and likes. You listen, you might get more likes if you threw out some words, threw out some nuggets that God spoke to you. So I'm reminding you, listen, there's that number on the screen. If there was anything that was spoken <coughs> during today's message that encouraged you, that strengthened you, that corrected you. Go ahead and text it to that number. Help us fish out in the great sea of social media. It's called Catch of the Day. We're trying to help you become fishers of men in the great sea of social media. Because you'll be on it all day anyhow. Why not be productive with it? <coughs> Why not do something that God can be glorified? Be a home row key evangelist. Be a home row key prophet. Be a home row key pastor. Home row key on the keyboard. Be that kind of pastor. Be that kind of evangelist. Show somebody love. You never know. Somebody might read your post, read your nugget, who was getting ready to commit suicide, and they read that nugget. They don't got to know who it came from. They going to know that it was God, though. It was God set. Why are you so busy telling folk about what you eating for lunch? Got dog on hamburger. Somebody care about your hamburger? You need to go back to the Daniel fast anyhow. Or a fast period. Fast and pray. That's what's wrong with most of us now. Nobody got to run and tell you to grab no food. You're going to put food in your mouth. Oh, yeah, you're going to put food in your mouth. You're going to feed this natural man. But when we look in the room of the spirit, your, your, your spiritual man, oh, oh, your, your spiritual man look like one of them people from over in one of them eastern third world countries. You know, that everybody appear to be good Christians because they go over here digging wells and giving them, feeding them oatmeal every day. Come feed them something. Feed them what you eat. Give them steak like you got steak. Nobody impressed that you get them some packaged oatmeal. Out of here. You, you understand what I'm saying? Now, I ain't knocking it. It's all good. But I'm just saying, give them what you got is what I'm saying. That's the problem. So listen, come back to yourself in Jesus' wonderful name. Thanks for tuning in. And please make sure to visit us at churchatphila.com for more podcasts and ways to connect with us on social. To like, subscribe, follow, and share content as it comes along. Special thanks to those who give in so many ways to this ministry. We could not do any of this without you. And if you want to give or be a part, visit churchatphila.com forward slash give for more information. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.